0: Welcome to Gender, the podcast by queer foreigners, for queer foreigners, and also any British person who wants to be absolutely roasted by us, because we all know self-hatred is one of the pillars of British culture. I'm your host Archie, I'm French and I'm queer, or I'm queer and I'm French, it depends on the day. Today with my guest Karma, we're going to talk about food, music, language, community, and all things Portuguese. If you like the episode, you can follow us on Instagram at genderpodcast. Share with all your foreign friends. And, British people, you can just send me reparations in the form of monetary transactions. Thank you. Now, everyone, put on your best British accent, and we're all going to say it together. Gender! Can you give us your best impression of a British person saying gender?
1: Oh, I couldn't possibly um gender yeah that was nice
0: thank you Kama. where are you from what's your country of origin which culture do you have all of that
1: um i am from portugal
0: so you're portuguese uh yeah
1: exactly oh my god thank you for uh letting me know that because um (laughs) i've been looking for answers This whole time, I just want to
0: make it very clear for everyone: you're Portuguese from Portugal.
1: I am Portuguese from Portugal. Okay. Um. And yeah. And
0: what's your sexuality, gender, pronouns, lack of pronouns, anything like that? Are you, you know? Uh,
1: Yeah, I I kind of am. Yeah, I am. You know. um, Yeah. Um. I guess I am. uh, Oh my god! Just say you're gay, karma. Gay. But well, like, yeah, gay, but like queer, like open, okay, okay. open to like being Okay, like... You
0: don't define yourself as like a gay more mm, like a queer?
1: N- no, but I don't know if it's because of like the conception of what that means to me or if it's actually because I'm not. It's like... Uh... Okay, we can have a, a deep conversation yeah, I th- about I that. Think <laughs> this, this is something for me and my therapist one pack, but thank you for coming but along. But this is
0: therapy, come.
1: <laughs> okay, how much do I
0: owe you? <laughs> okay um what do you do in life um what are your hobbies and which job are you taking from honest born and bred british people
1: well i'm a drag queen i guess that's why i'm here or a drag performer at least okay um during the day i work in retail i am a manager Um, oh you're
0: ashamed of that <laughs> all the time
1: <laughs> yes I, every time i wake up and i think like oh my god i have to go to work i am indeed very ashamed of that <laughs> um and then i yeah so i do drag i do retail has my day job and then i also do like hair i study the illustration so i do like just ref- like creative stuff literally anything you can think of i have I probably can do it, okay. which sounds really conceited, but that's <laughs> We'll always we'll see about that. <laughs>
0: that's me. Okay, um, before we start, I'm going to read a statement to you. Uh, I would like to say that even though we're going to name and shame many British things, uh, we do love this country because we chose to live there. We are still here after everything that happened, including the B word. Oh my you know God, what I mean? the
1: B word.
0: I However, talking. it's also worth saying that... Is it but? <laughs> Can we say but? <laughs> There's nothing wrong with a but, that's not the V-word. <laughs> Fine, I don't know. It's also worth saying that most of British culture is objectively
1: very bad. Do you agree with that statement? Um Yeah. I don't I, I, I don't have enough I don't know what what you're referring to exactly to be able to make like an accurate affirmation. I just like,
0: want to yes. say that we're gonna be very mean, but it's like a okay monarchy, because...
1: yes, bad.
0: But... Okay. That's like your threshold. Sh- shots fired. <laughs> I give a shit, yeah. I hope the queen doesn't listen to this. Okay. <sighs> cool. So we're going to start with a little situation. Um, you can spend twenty minutes talking about that if you want. You can get really deep if you want. Okay, like aren't you going to tell the listeners how
1: like we met? What do we do? Like- no, I'm
0: pretending that we don't know each other. So you're like a special guest.
1: Oh, I see. Fine. Yeah, I'm interviewing a drag queen. I don't know any drag queens. No, that, that's not what you should do.
0: <laughs> you should be like, we are friends. Yes, of course we're friends, Karma. This is the first episode of. Well, course are we're we friends? No, I don't know. I need validation. <laughs> So if you had to meet in a little coffee shop for like a really chill meet up with some people and let's say all those people share the same interests as you. So like Mm. they're all like creative artists, drag people, etc. Okay. um, Would you prefer to meet with a group of only foreign artists from loads of different countries like Mm. you? Uh, none of them are British, but they're all cis and straight. So none of them are queer. They're all from different countries. So
1: they're cis, straight, and they do drag. I have issues. Okay, maybe no, not drag, drag, but, you know, yeah, whatever like you do. Yeah, people. Yeah, like illustration, you know, yeah. like the whole, yeah.
0: Um, and even like performance, etc. Because there's a lot of straight people who perform in theatre, obviously. Yeah. Um, or would you prefer to be in a group of queer artists with different genders and sexuality, just all the letters... But they're all British from, like, generations and generations. Um, so none mm-hmm. of them are foreign. They don't have an accent. They they all have British culture all their life. They don't know what your culture is. But they do know what being queer is. Which one, like, would you feel more comfortable with? Where do you
1: think, like, you belong? This is, like... the lot. This is, like, <laughs> can you ask me, like, how I've been? Like, you know what? <laughs> I don't know. This is a lot. <laughs> one, back. so okay. Let me like reiterate and try to make it like really like simple in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, queer people from all spectrum of being queer, but everyone's British. Yes. Or all cis-straight people, but everyone is, like, foreign and it's, like, quite a diverse group of nationalities. Yes,
0: so they know what it's like to come to the UK and yeah. feel, you know, discriminated about your accent or your yeah. culture, etc. But they don't know what it's like to be queer.
1: Yeah, I think I think it's really hard to answer this without, like, um, how do I say, like, singling out people for being <laughs> just what they are. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to say that, like, I feel uncomfortable around every single straight Mm -mm. person and I don't want to say that I feel uncomfortable amongst like a group of British people um I think that just purely based on my experiences I would probably be more comfortable around all queer British people Mm -hmm. just because I would feel maybe a bit singled out with some of the references because obviously growing up elsewhere I don't have the same references as yeah, them, yeah, yeah. so I'll probably miss out on a, a few topics. Like I don't know all like the plot to every single Eastenders <laughs> episode. I'm really sorry. Yeah. <laughs> don't tell that to Boris, because I'm sure that's like um, uh, enough reason to be kicked out of the country. <laughs> but I think I think probably like british queer people just because like i know plenty of them and there are times when i am actually surrounded by just queer british people yeah
0: because there's more british people around you anyway yeah um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's maybe for another podcast because <laughs> no, so, just...
0: like yeah like british culture that we missed so like you say talking about eastenders etc maybe like more on the surface and then like your sexuality gender that kind of stuff is more like Like a deeper connection, maybe?
1: Yeah, and I think it has to do with also being brought up in a place where everyone was like me. So like most people that I met growing up in like a small countryside village in like in the south of Portugal, they were all like me. So, you know, it's not or it's not because everyone is British in terms of nationality that I automatically would have like any kind of trigger or bad things about that. But like I grew up being surrounded by cis straight people who were not British, and I know how that turned out. (laughs) Um, But I never had the opportunity to be surrounded by just queer people, like either British or Portuguese or whatever. So I would be interested to know, like, if I had to choose and if I picked that, like, what would happen? I I feel like that would be more beneficial to me than just, like, straight people. Yeah,
0: I think... I think even if there's like 20 people that you're going to meet, I think there's a big difference between 20 British people and 19 British people people and one person that is actually foreign. So just to have like one person where you can like look at them and like, Defuse the Estab- situation. Est-
1: establish that, like, oh yeah, you're in this with you me. You understand? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that happened when I did my masters in a way, like, not in terms of the majority being British because they weren't. Like, there were people from everywhere. I did my masters at um, Cumberwell College of Arts in illustration, just for context. <laughs> And, I mean, I remember the first year was quite, like, like everyone met at the same time, so everyone kind of got to know each other, and there were still, like, these, like, um, groups of different people that just, like, clinged on to each other, and I never take pride in being a person that's like, oh my god, who's Portuguese, I'm absolutely going to be, yeah. like, best friends with these people yeah. at all, but I did find myself being... Um, the most inclined to creating connections with portuguese and spanish people Um, and i lived in spain as well and we have quite similar cultures i would say um and then in the second year like there was this group of like um british people that in like parties and all of this stuff they sort of just like cling to one another Mm. to the point where it was so literal that we were outside smoking and they just created like We were all talking and stuff, and they just created, like, a circle and, like, closed us out. Yeah. And I was like... Okay. Big big metaphor for, like, the political state of Europe at the moment. (laughs) But literally, oh my god, yes. But literally, it was so weird, because I remember, like, me and my friends were, like... We were just all there talking, and then when that happened, me and my friends just looked at each other, like, okay, well, I guess, like, I guess this is Brexit, but with people... Oh, sorry, the B word, the B word. (gasps) Yeah will be but this is bad but, but. <laughs> yeah
0: i think when i was in uni because i came to the uk going to uni first i was very much like i'm not going to make friends with any french person because i don't care for that i came yeah. to the uk to be friends with other people also i don't really like french people but that's another conversation yeah that's for um, another <laughs> podcast again
1: if you want to listen more on that i have french a people. podcast <laughs> called archie hates french people just tune into that <laughs>
0: Um, But I think there's a difference with, like, if you go to a coffee shop and you see foreign people from loads of different uh, nationalities, I think that's very different from a group of Portuguese people for you. You know, that's why, like, I feel more comfortable having loads of friends from different places because we can share that same experience. But I don't feel like I'm sharing the same experience as specifically French people. Yeah. So that's why, like, I think it's a difference to say... You don't feel Portuguese living here, but you feel like you're not British. I mean, you know? I,
1: no, I, I didn't feel Portuguese when I moved here, but by like exclusion of parts, I now feel Portuguese. Do you know what I mean? Like, but do you
0: feel like Portuguese or just foreign, like just from another country? You know? Um,
1: it's it's a funny one because like I have friends like I very much share the same experience that you had which was i moved here and i was like oh i'm not looking to be like in a portuguese community move mm-hmm. to stockwell start a family Do you know <laughs> what I mean? like i'm not looking for that i'm looking to like meet people from everywhere and because my experience with portuguese people growing up for, in such a small environment wasn't the best mm-hmm. like that kind of in my mind put this stamp like okay like you really don't need to be surrounded by portuguese people because that doesn't create a safe environment for you. Yeah, yeah. So when I moved here, I first moved here with the thought of like, oh, I want to meet everyone. I want to meet people from everywhere. I'll be like, you know, I'm not British, but I will like engage with British people. And then there were like situations here that made me realize that like, oh, I am Portuguese. Like the society in here has made me Mm. realize like, oh, this is your place. Like, Mm, mm. you're not British. Like, don't, mistake yourself for British yeah, yeah, because yeah. you are not. You are Portuguese. And it's like the first question that anyone asks you when they hear that you have an accent that's not, you know, British. Yeah. It's just like, oh, where are you from? And I know that it's out of curiosity, but I feel like even without realizing, sometimes it has this undertone of like it makes you feel like othered. It's always like, oh where are you from? And if I say like, oh I'm from, you know, I'm not gonna say where I live in London because I don't want chasers, but um <laughs> But, like, you know, it's always like, oh, but where are you from? Like, let me define your experience for you. Let me tell you what you're like based on this experience. Which I guess we're all guilty of doing. Like, everyone does that. Like, we always ask, oh, so where are you from? It's a normal question.
0: But you know that it's, like, loaded because it might change the way they talk to you after that.
1: Yeah, it it, it just changes their perception of me based purely on geography, even though I had a completely different life experience to like a non-queer Portuguese person. So I think think it's like queer first, Portuguese second in experience defining like circumstances mm. but this is so like complex because complex because it also depends on like situation to situation who i'm talking to i
0: think like to me it literally depends on the day like those like the, on the day i wake up in the morning and the i'm morning. like oh remember the monarchy and i'm like i'm so french because yes. Do you know what we did with our monarchy yeah <laughs> and then... love that for you <laughs> <laughs> and then other days i wake up and i'm like yeah i'm in london i feel so at home here and everything's fine but, oh, my God, I'm so queer with just, like, every fiber of my being. So it, it's, it literally depends on how I wake up.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think that's really relatable. Mm. Like, I, yeah, 100%. Some, there's also some, like, I don't know, but, like, for example, I want to talk to you about this. I know we're still on the first topic, and I'm derailing, and everyone, I, I don't care. Go on. Um. So, you know how, like, how proud are you of the French flag? Because I think the Portuguese flag is hideous like i think it's the ugliest color combination probably in the <laughs> world i think it's so <laughs> ugly
0: okay the thing is like in france the french flag is very like synonymous with like racism and yeah the far le- uh, right wing yeah party etc and it's like you know like kind of in america with like people yeah, putting up yeah. the Amer- american flag with trump etc yeah so like you would never see the french flag everywhere on like um, in like gift shops and that kind of stuff, like it's really not that culture. Like, yeah. towards the French flag is like so like synonymous with like the republic and blah blah blah. Whereas yeah, here it's like it's everywhere. Yeah, and it's, look, like I'm remember
1: I'm remembering that that person that's like from the Olympics that has that uh, Union Jack couch. What's his name? The The person that does the diving. He's queer as well, or gay, or whatever. Tom Daly. Yeah. <laughs> He's got these videos in that Union Jack, like, co- couch. And yeah. I'm like, I'm embarrassed for yeah. you. Why would you do that to yourself? First, from a interior design point, <laughs> point of view, it looks tacky. Yeah. Don't do that to your But, but also room.
0: just, like, your taste is bad. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: It's like, okay, like, not only are you, like, really nationalist, but also um, <laughs> your couch sucks. Yeah. So, like, it's it's the same with me. Like, I, I think in Portugal, we associate the flag with football. So that's mm. the only time that you'll see, at least from my experience, mm. um, that's the only time that you'll see flags um, out there. Um, so for me, it's really weird to just look around and see, like, flags everywhere. I'm like, yes, I know we're here. It's fine. Like, I have Google Maps, too. I don't need the flag but to tell I, me. I
0: have to say, when I used to still live in France, but I came to the UK, like, with school as a tourist, etc., like you would go to gift shops and be like, "Oh, look the like the English never flag." Never in my and... life, never. Really? Would I ever. No
1: tacky. I hate that.
0: Okay, that's maybe that's because I'm French and we're like, "Oh, look, it's like the Queen and the flag and all of that." It's like very touristy for us.
1: Yeah, like obviously, like I've had this conversation with people before. Like the monarchy attracts tourism in a way. Um, I think people would still come despite you know like uh, uh paris is the most uh, visited city in the world yeah. and you don't have a monarchy because like you mentioned before <laughs> you did some things to get rid of them um i just think it's so like i think in a way it was like i'm 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 not like a marketing person or like advertisement or anything but i think that somehow this country has managed to like market their flag yeah. and their like identity in a way that's like palatable for people to just go to a gift shop and purchase a piece of that culture
0: and then you bring it home with you and then the like union jack flag is everywhere in like other people's homes and everything so like you wouldn't see like a british person uh,
1: no neo-colonialism i mean Ah! is everything is with this country (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, like you wouldn't see
0: like a british person go to france and then bring back the french flag like that would bring back like i don't know uh, Eiffel Eiffel Tower. Tower,
1: 100%. Yeah. i brought the keychain for my friend
0: that's completely fine i think i did that too at some point yeah i'm sure yeah i live in the countryside so same yeah. um but then yeah they do that where like you see the flag everywhere and it's kind of also a way to
1: say we're invading do you as tourists
0: yes i have gray hair
1: iconic keep Th- going
0: there's been a pandemic come i love of that I have gray
1: hair. <laughs> <laughs> love that keep going
0: So yeah, so then like the the flag is everywhere and it's like, oh, it's fun. But also like when you're a tourist and you're like, I don't know, like 14 year old and you go to the UK, you don't really know what it represents.
1: Yeah, by the way, like a disclaimer, like I did not major in like social and cultural studies or geography. Like these are merely like our opinions and our experiences. That's completely fine. Yeah, I, I do not intend to represent like a group of people's opinions on anything this is just mine so come for me i, I mean guess.
0: at least portuguese people
1: <laughs> yeah 100%, not not that not that <laughs>
0: um let's talk about like where you come from yeah so is there like a place where you come from without saying like exactly where you are in portugal but like a place um that you really like like the atmosphere like the way the streets are or the way the buildings are or like just a memory that you have that you can't find here like Something about the weather, (laughs) you know, all that stuff. Something that you're like, this is a memory that I can't have here because, like, this, the way. Yeah, I understand 100%. I already have an
1: answer. Okay. Um, So, this is something that maybe it's not exclusive to Portugal, but I think it's exclusive to in Europe. I mean, I haven't been to Eastern Europe, so I don't know about that, but like. I think it's exclusive to like the south of Europe, which like is Mediterranean
0: like Mediterranean. Yeah, like
1: Mediterranean kind of culture, which is like the easygoing outdoor sea, like cafes and outdoor seating. Like, I don't think people understand how big. I know they say like southern countries are lazy, we have less productivity, but that's because the weather is nice. Like, <laughs> we wanna <laughs> enjoy our lives and not just work the whole week and then get drunk on the weekend. We wanna like finish work, go to, like, a like a cafe or, like, an outdoor sitting place, have some wine, have some coffee, and um, chat to your friends and just, like, enjoy, like, the day-to-day living. Yeah. And I don't find... I don't know if it's because of my work schedule specifically, but I don't find... Specifically, I mean, I have only lived in London, but I don't think that happens in London. And I would dare say that probably doesn't happen in the rest of the UK. Yeah,
0: so I... It's funny because I have a very similar answer to the question that I just asked you, which for me, like the thing that I'm like, this is such a great memory every time I go is like the little like, like small towns in the south of France where in the summer everyone goes outside and it's like the restaurants are just out in the streets, etc. And with the pandemic, (laughs) because of the outdoor seating that we like, the restaurants have to do outdoor seating, seeing the streets of Soho with all the stables in the street... Brings back to me a memory of like Mediterranean city yeah,
1: culture, yeah, of, yeah. Which
0: like I've never seen that in this country, and I saw that the first time, and I was like, okay, they can do that. So can they please do that all the time? Because that is so nice.
1: But the thing is, like, I I've seen outdoor sitting before, but it never looks like nice and inviting. Mm, if mm. it's like if it's a coffee shop, there usually isn't outdoor sitting. And if there's a pub, there usually is outdoor seating, but it's usually catered. Pavement. It's just just the pavement. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's the pavement. Yeah, um, that's a good point. But, like, if you go to a more touristic, like, kind of, like, Somerset house area, what's that called? Like, is it South Bank?
0: It's North Bank. Yeah, like, bank.
1: Bank. Yeah, whatever. I don't know. (laughs) I'm not a scientist. (laughs) Um, But... If you see it, it's usually directed towards tourists, and it's a pub. And, like, I would just like to go for, like, a coffee and a cake mm-hmm. and smoke my cigarette, have my coffee, and not be forced to have an alcoholic beverage. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I feel like the only times when you're supposed to meet people is to consume alcohol. Yeah, yeah. That's my experience. Like, I go out, I want to have something more chill, not get, like, drunk or anything. I just want to have a coffee, yeah. cake.
0: Do you, do you find, like similar like a place in london where same like the way the streets are the weather whatever is uh, like no
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> end of the podcast thank you yeah karma. yeah oh, thanks so much for coming and uh, i'll see you next week no like but something I... that you can't have like back at home like something that is so special oh, to london where you're right. like i feel like home this like the atmosphere i thought is you were gonna amazing. ask the
1: opposite i thought you were gonna like oh is there something, something that, that you reminds hate? you of home no and i was gonna <laughs> like no nothing reminds me of home
0: something where you're like It reminds me of this is my home here, like something where you feel like home when you're here.
1: Um, I think, well, I moved here even like, not for drag, not just for drag and like all these. I moved here to study in the first place, but also because of like the culture, like museums, theaters. And just like, not even just like a sort of institutional culture, but also like street culture, like queer culture when I go out at night and I'm like in drag or even out of drag, but I go to like a show and I see loads of people that I know and that I'm friends with. And there's just like this like queer energy in the air. Like that makes me think, okay, this is where I'm supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Um, That's why also I don't imagine myself living um, in the UK in not like a big city where there's like a queer drag culture. Um, Because in, in Lisbon, for example, you have like, two drag bar, two like drag play, probably more now, but like when I left, there was one where it's like the old school kind of drag and sometimes they'll open it up for like new talent and whatever and I think they pay you like five euros to perform (laughs) there, whatever. Um, And then you have like the very commercial like club kind of, you know, and then they'll have like drag queens not drag performers just drag queens and they'll be like go going but it's not even like performance based. it's just like they put i think i'm i don't know how it is now but (laughs) i think it's just like they put the music and they're just like go going and like dancing Mm. and stuff it's not even like a lip sync that you sit down and watch so i really i think the simple answer is like cabaret sort of Queer culture makes me feel like this is my home. So
0: it's so, so it le- it's less about like the buildings or the way the city is built, etc., and it's more just about the community. Like, yeah, a hundred percent. People you meet and yeah, yeah. because
1: I am not really a huge fan of like brick houses, and <laughs> that's I think like ninety nine percent of architecture. Do you here? like
0: do you walk around the streets of London sometimes just to
1: Oh no I I just lock myself at home I've never left the house actually okay. so Okay. <laughs> no yeah of course of course I I do but I I like the very like um the architecture. Like ne- neoclassical architecture mm. more than the uh, I don't know, like more typical, Traditional. Uh, yeah, like a res- residential. Kind Victorian of a... houses. And yeah, I, I'm not into that. Like yeah. Georgian, Victorian, it doesn't speak to me. I like the like very grand neoclassical with like the pillars.
0: There's something that is, I think... You know, like think...
1: Tate Britain kind of architecture. Oh, very okay. austere. Okay, very wow. Like, yeah. <laughs>
0: There's is something that I think is very specific to. Oh, London. I just like St.
1: Paul's Cathedral. That's all I'm here for. <laughs> or a
0: factory. Just yeah. Some, yeah. In, oh, I just industrial love... yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: Um
0: Yeah. Something that is very specific to London and also the UK, I think, is the way they use really old buildings with really new buildings as well. Like if you walk around the city, you'll see like skyscrapers, skyscrapers. Yeah, I think you it's know great. buildings, uh, which yeah. are very like Houses. <laughs> big big tall houses big rectangles (laughs) (laughs) and they're like super shiny and all made in glass etc and then you have this really old church sitting right in the middle yeah and it's like completely destroyed but there's like a little garden and i'm like i'm obsessed with that like we don't really have that in france
1: are you talking about like that church in east london where we got drunk that one time (laughs)
0: The Church in East London. Yeah. Oh, that's in Shoreditch, a church. A church, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's an example actually. Yeah, because
1: yeah, yeah uh, that yeah, it has like a real mix a real mix of like Yeah. And like
0: they they really managed to bring everything together, which I think I don't know, in France we don't really have that. We have like in here it's like completely random they just built random yeah. things everywhere and i really like that
1: but i also think that maybe a church is a bad example because i think churches are notorious for just looking different to anything else that they're around yeah but
0: for example like in paris there's um in, in paris <laughs> <laughs> like the like the district that is basically the city in london which is called la défense it's, there's no, like, old church or whatever. It's all new buildings. So when you walk there, you're like, okay, this is made just for finance, etc. Yeah. Whereas in the city, because it's so in the city center, they just build stuff around other things. And that's like, in Paris, you can't really find that. Because also, like, the center of Paris is very traditional and they really kept, like, all the history. Yeah. Whereas in London, they were just like, let's build everything
1: everywhere. Yeah. I do find that something that usually attracts me uh to places is when there's a lot a lot of like independent kind of like unique shops and cafes and stuff like that which um you will see in some parts of london but in general it looks quite like um, gentrified yeah 100% (laughs) 100%. gentrified is the right word yeah everything is just like a starbucks or a chicken shop
0: (laughs) (laughs) and that's british culture And that's
1: british culture for you
0: (laughs) yeah um yeah, that's actually... Oh my God, you're doing the transitions for me. Thank you. Yeah, We're going to talk about food for a bit. Now, as you know, I'm a French person. Yeah. So my opinion of British... Oh, wait, Clip, are you? Yeah. Can you not tell? Uh, by the way I hold myself.
1: I thought it was by the way you pronounce your R's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a French person. <laughs> <laughs> and me, I'm like a skyscraper. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm French, so I think British cuisine doesn't exist. They just eat food. That's my opinion on British cuisine. What is your opinion of British cuisine?
1: Um, Now that we're talking about foods, I have to say, like, I have a surprise for you. Okay. So for all the listeners out there, I know I'm not hosting this <laughs> podcast, but I'm still allowed to have surprises. Me and Archie have been away for some time because they were in um, France. Yeah. Um, and then they had to self-quarantine and all this stuff. So I actually uh, bought them a um, birthday present, which I'm about to give them, which is very... like Is
0: it Portuguese food?
1: No, but it's very on topic with, like, what we're talking about. Okay. So, is it French food? Um, you'll see. Give me <laughs> one second. <laughs> Okay, I have my eyes closed. Yes, I'm back. I have um, Archie's um, gifts. So if you extend your hand and open it, (laughs) extend your arm, open your hand.
0: (gasps) (gasps) (laughs) Right? Okay.
1: Can you describe them?
0: Yeah. These are earrings. One of them are
1: (laughs) croissants. The baguettes are incredible. I,
0: know. I was like, oh And my those God. are pain au chocolat. Yes! Okay, we say chocolatine because I come from the south of France. Or
1: like the British say pain au chocolat because <laughs> everything in this it's country pain. is about pain. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, I will wear the baguettes tomorrow. Absolutely. Yes. I mean, do you like them?
1: <gasps> yes. I, I I saw them on um, these uh, websites.
0: Because I told you, because I sent you a link, right? Where I was like, oh my God, I'm obsessed with like, food earrings yeah blah, blah, you sent
1: you sent me like the the vodka ones i think and you were like wine." should you get the red and should i get the, the white, white. <laughs> and i was like uh no but
0: <laughs> yes uh, i'm obsessed
1: with the baguettes
0: they are they huge are so this good so though. cool
1: But they look so realistic.
0: Not me going out to a little coffee shop with my friends and wearing the croissant.
1: (laughs) Yes, oh my god. Because you can't go to coffee shops and sit outside. You'll just have to wear the earrings and go to a pub.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So people won't ask me where I come from. I'd be like,
1: Um, look at the baguettes. It's pretty (laughs) self-explanatory.
0: Look at the baguettes. Look at the baguettes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But I thought they were iconic. Yeah, This is thank
0: you. Oh my god. Yeah, okay. So let's talk about food then. Yeah. What do you think, like...
1: Oh, you said something about, like... British uh,
0: cuisine. What do you think British cuisine You said something is? about
1: hating British people and thinking their food is trash and that um, if someone, like, nuked this country, you'd be so happy. Yeah, I think
0: I edited that out, so no one heard that.
1: Okay. Do you want to say that again? <laughs> <laughs> so do you stand by those words? <laughs> <laughs> I Like, I'm not 100% sure. Like, the households that I have been invited to eat in... Um, sometimes I've eaten food they've prepared and it was pretty good. And sometimes we've gotten like takeaway, which is reasonable because you have people over, you don't want to like fuss about with like Mm -hmm. cooking and stuff. You'd rather spend time with them. So I don't even know if I'm the right person to answer these. Like...
0: Well, I'm not going to ask any British person on this podcast, so you have to answer it. (laughs) Okay, I'll answer it.
1: Um, the answer is, uh, no, and I'm an authority on the subject. (laughs) No, but... Like, for example, at work, we have this, like, different... We have a a canteen which has different, like, places to get food from. And there is one that is, like, British food. So it's, like, fish and chips and, uh, like, frittata kind Mm, of stuff. And, like, loads of uh, sides of, like, peas and, like, mushrooms. Now, I don't really like this kind of (laughs) stuff. Like, I love fish and chips... Like, I prefer it to the Portuguese way to cook fish, which is usually, like, either in the oven or... Because the batter makes everything okay. Yeah, like, yeah. You, you cover it in batter and it's wonderful.
0: One of my housemates, which is... She's British. She made me for Christmas... Say her. No, no joking. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Name and shame. She made me, like, a Christmas dinner thing. So it was loads of potatoes. Thin food. And <laughs> just you know like like the English breakfast is like loads of things put together. Yeah. But that was kind of the same thing. And there was um puddings, Yorkshire puddings. Yeah. And just all that stuff. Is that and the it... ones
1: that grow in the oven? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like the butter grows.
0: Yeah. And like um what's it called? The like the sauce that you put in.
1: Um it's the gravy. Yeah,
0: gravy, all that stuff. And that was really good. But I don't know if like potatoes are British cuisine, if it's just potatoes that you yeah. eat with other things.
1: But, like, do you also find that potatoes in this country aren't great? Like, in Portugal, we will, like, fry potatoes. Like, like I've noticed such a difference in, like, the quality of potato. Like, such a stupid conversation. <laughs> no,
0: this is when we get deep. Yeah,
1: this, <laughs> I've noticed such a difference in the quality. Like, even the sweet potato, the color is different. In Portugal, it's, like, yellowish-green, mm. mm-hmm. like, greenish-yellow, actually. And here it's orange.
0: You, yeah, you talked about, like, getting takeaway with people. And I find that, like, in France, for example, we don't really have all those takeaway places where... Because our French cuisine is, like, so fancy that we just eat that all the time.
1: The best part of British cuisine is the variety of takeaways. Yeah,
0: that's what I was going to ask. Do you 100%. think, like, like, Indian cuisine, Chinese, do you think those are kind of part of British cuisine as well? A
1: hundred percent. I feel... Isn't the British, like, uh, dish... A curry.
0: Oh, yeah, right. Right? Yeah. So it's
1: like, obviously... I mean, I'm not saying that the British don't have a food cuisine, but a lot of its cuisine is, like, from elsewhere. Yeah. I feel like the really British stuff is more like stews and, like, shep- shepherd's pie right. and... You know what I mean? Like, it, like there isn't, like, dishes that are made here, but maybe I just haven't had them. That's why I'm like, maybe I'm not, like, an authority on the subject.
0: I mean, same, but I, I've had a few, and I feel like they're... I'm I'm just going to say it I think they're quite basic and I feel like I mean France is also very annoying because we it's think
1: like, it's like boiled vegetable exactly With like potatoes. what
0: everything we do is so fancy which is yeah. so annoying as well but that's like that's what french people do whereas here like nothing is really fancy that's why I'm like they just eat food
1: <laughs> yeah but that, but that's funny because like if you think about british culture you would think that it would be like they would want to be, like, fancy because this his- this country has a history of being, like, quite posh and quite, yeah, like, cultured. Yeah. But, yeah, I find the food quite, like... It's very, like, earthy. Do you know what I mean? It's very, like, yeah. earthy, like, roasts and, like, these stews and these mm. pies. It's very, like, almost like farmer's kind of food. Yeah. It's, like, food that you could eat, like, in any household. It's, it's not specific to, like, posh people.
0: Yeah, and also, you know, when you go to restaurants with your friends... Quite often you go to like... Um,
1: McDonald's. <laughs> too- I mean, it
0: doesn't have to be McDonald's, but even like the really fancy ones, like um, Franco Manca, which is yeah. like really fancy pizza, etc. Yeah. Those are all like different brands that like in in France, restaurants are unique. Just restaurants. Yeah, yeah, each yeah, restaurant yeah. is really unique. Whereas here, when you're like, let's go to a restaurant with your friends, you go to Las Iguanas. And you eat incredible food. I love Las Iguanas. But it's the same food in every Las Iguanas. Wait,
1: what? What's Las Iguanas? Maybe I want to go. Oh, it's
0: really nice. They do really good happy hour we get. It's French? No, it's Mexican.
1: I was going to say, like, Las Iguanas. Oh, okay. I guess. <laughs> Sorry. I <laughs> just ignored that Las part. Las Iguanas. Yeah. Las Iguanas.
0: <laughs> so, like, all those um, chains of Everything restaurants. Everything is a chain,
1: yeah. Yeah, but they're really good. But I, th- I think maybe that has to do... I don't know about the rest of the country, but in London, I think that has to do... With, like, just the overall culture of growing businesses. Like, everything is a business and mm. everything has to turn into a franchise or a chain. You know what I mean? Mm. And I think that in doing that, sometimes you compromise the quality and... Can you describe to me what a Toad in the Hole is? Yes. Um, I've had it with uh, chicken sausage. Well, isn't Toad in the Hole the one with the... Yeah, I... Okay. So, Toad in the Hole, it's it's a pastry, like a shepherd's pie... No, sorry. Uh, What's it called? Yorkshire Yorkshire pudding. pudding. Yeah, exactly. That one. (laughs) It's a Yorkshire pudding kind of pie. And then, but maybe it's a bit more. No, I think it's pretty much the same pie because it's very, it's not flaky. It's very like, um, homogenous kind of, (laughs) I don't know. Oh,
0: I love that Bjorkal. By the way, I don't, I don't, oh my God. (laughs) Yes.
1: Yeah. Uh... What was the name of the pie? Yorkshire pudding. Yorkshire pudding. Yorkshire pudding, yeah. And then it has like a sausage inside.
0: So you're telling me British people just randomly put sausages in a weird pastry and then put that in the oven and they call that British cuisine? I
1: thought that was going to turn so sexual. I was like, I'm going. (laughs) I'm I'm ready to quit this uh, podcast. Um,. I don't know. Ask them honestly. No, you can't. Um, no, not on this podcast. Do I get like one call? Do you know the like who wants call to be a millionaire? Yeah. Call a friend. I'm mean, gonna be like, <laughs> call a British friend. Hi Joe. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, it was. It was pretty good. I didn't think it was. I thought it was just like mildly creative way to cook a sausage mm. and the Yorkshire pudding. I did It didn't blow my mind.
0: Okay. I just. I don't understand it.
1: You know? Yeah. There's no like special way to cook it. It's. It's a sausage inside a pastry. Yeah. And then they call it Toad in the Hole. Which we love frogs. We're frog fans.
0: So. <laughs> frog stands. Yeah. Um, did you grow up with...
1: No, I'm still child.
0: <laughs> <laughs> did you grow up with anything happening in your life? Did you grow up with like UK and also US-centric pop culture? Like music, films, TV shows, etc. Or in your country is like your countries pop culture very prominent
1: I feel like in the in the 90s and 2000s like Portuguese pop culture was more like prominent Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know if it's because I moved away but I feel like with the internet and all of that like everything is very international now but yeah I grew up with both I would say like I learned to speak English um, very early from like video games and stuff like that but that's kind of like I think they're mostly, like, Japanese, but then translated to English. Right. Um, And then in school, obviously. But, yeah, like, TV shows and stuff, it's all very American. Not so much British, more American. Mm -hmm. And then you get, like, from uh, the UK, you get uh, mostly singers. So you get, like, the Spice Girls. And I was having this conversation with Max Legroom. Shout out, Max Legroom! (laughs) The other day. um, And he was like, oh, did you have this song in in Portugal from is it Daniel Beddingfield. i got to get through this. Oh, I can't sing that.
0: I don't know what that is.
1: Do you know Natasha Beddingfield? Yeah. It's he- her brother. Oh. You don't know Daniel? Oh, my God. No. Okay. So maybe in Portugal we definitely yeah, had access really, to Yeah, very niche yeah. person, but yeah. Oh, and oh, my God, how did I forget? BBC, like, it's huge in Portugal. Really? Like, I spent all my childhoods Watching, so watching TV shows, watching BBC, um, like wildlife shows. Oh, yeah, that's where I watched, um, Little Britain, Britain, Little. Lil britain which yeah. is now uh cancelled <laughs> uh and that's where i was like all the david attenborough documentaries oh, okay so i grew up with all that
0: i didn't know who david attenborough was before no I came way. here. yeah did
1: you learn it from the snatch k from season one of rupaul's drag race uk oh i don't know JK, that was so bad
0: i mean i started watching drag race after i came here so i don't know um you know in france we have like Wannabe from the Spice Girls, for example. Yeah.
1: Super popular. Did like, you translate it? Uh, je voulais vous, je voulais vous. Je voulais, voulez, voulais, voulez. That's and kind And, of like, an
0: everyone was singing it. Like, every party you go to, you listen to it. How, like, di- how did you sing it? such a big song.
1: Did,
0: did you think... Think... Yeah, I, I thought so, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. But then, not a single other Spice Girls song was out in France. Like, no, I came I'm... here, and everyone no, no, was no. like... I don't
1: believe that. Okay, but, for example, like, I remember being... I don't know how old I was, but like being a child, and my sister had the Spice Girls TV, uh, TV? CD.
0: We had the equivalent of the Spice Girls in France. There was like a, a female band, they won Pop Stars, was the name of the show.
1: The Battery Girls. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and they were like super famous, and it was, I guess, the equivalent because in France we have to what make everything girl? French. Baguette Femme. There were <gasps> I love that. Baguette name.
1: (laughs) What's your, like, what tribe are you? I'm a baguette fam. I'm a baguette family. Well, with those earrings, you're (laughs) going (laughs) to be. And they were
0: called the L. Five, like l sank because L, the letter L, means Lesbian. L, the pronoun, as in no, L like she.
1: Oh, right, yeah. No, like they m- weren't lesbians l- l on a
0: mainstream TV show in, like, 2005. No Ye- lesbians. Yeah, and
1: um, what was the name of the Russian one? Tattoo? Yeah. They, they were not lesbians. I know, but they <laughs> sure as hell queer baited our, their way <laughs> into having a fandom, didn't they? Okay.
0: So can you very quickly name me who you think the five people in Girls Aloud are?
1: Yes, so you have Cheryl Cole, okay. What's the, Nadine? That's it. I don't know the others.
0: Okay, but who, who do you think is in the band?
1: It was like uh, they have like uh, uh, peculiar names like like yeah Cheryl and then you have Nadine. Isn't Nadine Cheryl's sister?
0: Cole, Nadine Coyle. I think those are two different names. Are they
1: from Girls Aloud?
0: No, same girls allowed, but two different names. They're not sisters.
1: But they're from the same band. Yes. Oh, so I'm, I'm correct on those two. Yes, you are. Oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs> the, the other three, honestly, I'll just say uh, Rebecca, Sophie, and Joanne.
0: Ooh, Joanne. She's my favorite.
1: I mean, I, Lady Gaga, that's all I can think of. <laughs> no, maybe there's going to be one called, like, Stephanie. Okay. Uh, and maybe there's one going to be called, like... Let me think of a British name. There's going to be like a Deborah. I mean, you got two out of five,
0: which is already very impressive. Yeah, right. Because we're on a podcast where no British person is allowed to say anything. I'm not going to give you the answer because I don't know the answer. Okay, fine. So we're moving on. (laughs) Fab. I love that for us. (laughs) So have you ever found yourself uh, in a place with loads of British people and they have pop culture references that you absolutely do not get.
1: I feel like you wrote this question specifically to me because you know I have. (laughs) Um, Yes, I have found myself in places where uh, my um, lack of knowledge towards certain subjects that I did not grow up with um, was not met with the most welcoming (laughs) of uh, Mm -hmm. conversation-making... predispositions and... um, Energy. Yeah, energy in general. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's like when you're like the new kid in school and you're like, oh, hi. And everyone else is like... And they just turn to the other side and they start talking about something else. A lot of people that you don't know.
0: I think it's fine where you, when you don't have a reference and people are just like, oh, you don't know this? Okay, and you move on. I think what really annoys me. I mean,
1: people can talk about whatever the fuck they want. Let's say. Yeah, but
0: like when someone does something and you're like, oh, I've never heard about that singer or whatever. And then they're like, you've never heard of them? Oh my God. And I'm like, I grew up in a different country yeah
1: that's but for me like if someone does that i'm just like i'm not interested you know what i mean i'm not gonna have this conversation mm. i i know like probably two more languages than you do that in itself is like why am i going to spend my time like showing this person that i'm not stupid i know i'm not stupid i don't need to prove to you and
0: that's the energy i want on this podcast yeah
1: fuck that shit like <laughs> if you think i'm if you if you're going to act like i'm stupid because i don't know some weird obscure reference and this goes to performance as well like if you're going to be doing like a pop culture reference if it's so obscure that only you and three of your friends are the only people who know it. I mean, you have to think the same way that you want to make lineups inclusive. You also have to make kind of... I mean, you can do whatever you want. It's your art. But it would be nice that you could include other people in on the joke, you know? Like, we kind of need to know what you're talking about. If you do this, like, 80s television show that was discontinued after three episodes and is so niche to British culture... I mean, more power to you, but I'm probably going to be oblivious and just like roll my eyes because I have no fucking clue what's going on, Mm. you know? And I feel like also, and this is something that maybe other drag performers disagree with me, but I come from like the, like fine arts kind of background where good art for me is something that has a meaning to you, but that different people can relate to themselves and find their own meanings in your artwork. And for me, good performance is that. Like, yeah. I didn't go through the same that Marina Abramovic went in her life. I think no one did. But if I see a performance by her and it resonates with me, it means that there's like a universal, powerful message that transcends specific references, yeah, you yeah. know? So in a way, I feel like you can do whatever you want. But for me, good artists art that speaks to more than just you and your friends and people from the same background as mm, you. Mm. And that's on period.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean I, I would I go as far as I to never say... ask you any
1: question. I'm just like, and this is what I think. Okay, Archie, take it from here. Say whatever you want.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I'm going to say that. I think that also only doing extremely British references in a room where you know only British people will understand what you're saying, even though you also know that there are people in the room who are not British and people from everywhere, I think that's kind of, like, imperialistic of you.
1: A hundred percent. I agree. That's kind of like saying... You know what? I agree. (laughs) You know what? I agree. I agree.
0: Um, It's kind of like, you know, saying, oh, this is me having... being comfortable enough to be like, oh, I know what I'm doing and only British people will understand and we're going to feel good together. And it's like...
1: Uh, so, together, you and the people like you. So, literally, you are excluding everyone else. Exactly. You, as the majority in the room, are excluding everyone else.
0: Which, you know, as a foreign person, you already feel excluded in many other places. But so... then, but then,
1: but then when, when you try to do, like, a, a um, performance in your mother language... In any circumstance, you're always met with like, oh, maybe you should try doing something in English. You know, like, I mean, it was a nice performance, but I didn't know what it meant. And I'm like, well, maybe how- it
0: wasn't for you, babe. <laughs> yeah.
1: But, but that's, but that's what I mean. And I feel like you need to be able to transcend these boxes of being so like, oh, I'm going to do this like little reference. I mean, maybe do that reference, but make sure that I don't need to understand the reference to find your performance funny or interesting or whatever you want to make of it. Just make sure that uh, there is some kind of universal language that's spoken.
0: Can I ask you which um, countries did British people think you were from when they heard your accent?
1: Oh my fucking God, here we go. Okay, so... When they saw my nose, they thought I was from Italy. Mm-hmm. Some Somehow they always say like, oh, the nose, maybe Italian. I think a lot. Um, and I always get German, Italian, sometimes Spanish and Russian. These are like top Portuguese very rarely.
0: Do you feel like when you speak English, it's easier for you to talk about like queer stuff? 100%.
1: Okay.
0: Um, elaborate, expand, go on.
1: I like I've I've thought about this in the past and I feel like because of pop culture and because you because most people who learn English probably learn it from pop culture and pop references TV shows and films you have a a layer of like um separation between what you're saying like the content of what you're saying and you saying it mm-hmm. I don't know if you agree but like when you speak
0: I... differently when you speak English and when you speak your mother tongue, right? Yeah,
1: a hundred percent. Like I feel like I'm a lot more serious in Portuguese. I don't know. I'm not so theatrical. Like... No, dramatic. I, I don't. Th- I th- I think maybe a bit not dramatic in the sense of like, um, like really queer, like over the top. More like maybe a bit more articulate and a bit more like I think more, or mm-hmm. I'm a bit more conscious of what I'm mm-hmm. saying. Maybe it's because it doesn't come so naturally now because I live here. But in English, because my formation of this language was developed around, like, pop culture and all these. And also, like, my queer experience is so connected to the English language. Mm -hmm. I have so many expressions that I wouldn't say in Portuguese, that I say in English. So
0: I think the English language is easier um, for me to talk about any queer thing, mostly because I realized and came out about a lot of the things after i started living in london because of the queer community
1: here wait you're queer <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're one of them
1: gender <laughs>
0: <laughs> like for example um i came out to myself as non-binary and started using they them which i've never done that in France, yeah, and I hate the gender-neutral pronouns in France.
1: Same. Because
0: everything's gendered in French, so you have to Same. invent new names. Whereas here, you just have to say they, them, and that's it. Yeah. And so weirdly, there's like a part of me is non-binary here, and then I go back to France, and I'm like, I'm not really any of that here because yeah. like I don't really identify with the French language <laughs> when it comes yeah, to yeah, no, stuff.
1: I understand that. It's it's really weird for me like um when I'm in drag sorry i cut you off there but when (laughs) i'm in drag it's really weird for me to listen to people in portuguese call me feminine pronouns Mm. because growing up has like a male when people used feminine pronouns to me was always really like defamatory defamatory derogatory yeah yeah that one (laughs) yeah
0: but like it was it
1: was always with the intention to offend me and to like And I I got so much of that growing up. So when people use that to me in drag, I sort of get these like, it's almost like this alert, you know, like. Triggered. Yeah, I get a bit triggered. It brings you back to, yeah. But, like, it would be weird for them to use masculine pronouns because then it would be, like, like, my character usually has more, like, of a feminine presentation. Whatever that means, but yeah, um, it's it's a bit, it would be a bit weird to get like masculine pronouns, which I think the ultimate answer is just, don't refer to me, pretend I don't exist. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't have any pronouns. I
1: don't have pronouns, please don't refer to me. My me
0: pronouns are dang yes! <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Is there just like one thing in the Portuguese language that you think that you can't really like, a way to express yourself that you can't really find in English?
1: Um, I'm sure that, like, conversationally, you I, I would find, like, I, I find a few. Most most things have a translation, though, so mm-hmm. it's not a huge, like, deal. But we have the word saudade, which means, like, to miss something, but, like, a bit more, like, intensely, like, mm-hmm. not so casual. Um, and uh, I think it's pretty exclusive to the Portuguese language, and I'm sure conversationally, like, sometimes I want to say something and I just do, like, a free translation and people are like, what the fuck? Yeah. like for I ex-
0: understand it because Latin languages. <laughs> yeah.
1: For example, uh, um, constipado in Portuguese means you have a cold. And then in English, it means you can't go to the toilet. Yeah, Like, constipated means you can't go to the toilet. Mm. So there's a few, like, things that are very different, but... <laughs> most of it is pretty like easy to translate.
0: So before we conclude, I'm going to give you a little rapid fire round. I'm going to ask you questions about the monarchy.
1: Oh my God. You
0: have to answer with yes, no, or just a very
1: few words. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? To answer things with few words. I mean, as we've seen from this hour (laughs) that just passed, I'm not sure if I am. Okay. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah.
0: Here we go. Have you watched The Crown? Yes. Is it good? Yes. Do you like the Queen? I don't know. Come on, quick. Uh, No. Okay. Do you think the Queen killed Diana? No. Should we guillotine the Queen? Like, I can go to jail for this. Are you serious? Absolutely not. We live in a free country. No,
1: no. We shouldn't? Not guillotine, no.
0: Okay. Do you think Prince Prince Harry's hot? Uh,
1: He's a ginger one with Meghan. No, 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 no.
0: Okay. Can you confirm to me that the monarchy has invaded, killed, and raped thousands of people in many countries all over the world?
1: Well, that's what history tells us, isn't it? So that's a yes? Uh, yes. I don't don't want to be, like, legally (laughs) responsible for this
0: answer. (laughs) Okay. um, Allegedly. That's my answer. Okay. Can you confirm that they are in control of an absurd amount of wealth while they leave the poor to die? Uh, Yes. And can you confirm Prince Andrew allegedly is a paedophile and sex offender?
1: I mean, from the
0: documentary, it might seem like it. And just one last question. Can you confirm the monarchy didn't do anything when Margaret Thatcher introduced sanction 28? Yes. So can you tell me why the monarchy still exists in this country
1: then? Well, I feel like this is like, you know, in, in like court, when like you build the narrative and then ask a question, I feel like that's what you've just done. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Like, I think we're ready to move past that, personally. <laughs> but, you know, just find someone else to wear nice clothes and monochromatic looks like me. Like, I'm in, I'm in monochromatic <laughs> looks all the time, and I cost a lot less. Book me.
0: So that's what they mean, what they mean, reform the monarchy and not abolish, because you want to be the next A hundred percent.
1: Whoever said that, uh, um, that hit close to home, and you're in my heart forever.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, well, thank you, Karma.
1: Well, thank you for uh, sitting on my bed with me. Yeah, it was really comfortable. And chatting shit.
0: After an hour of this, would you say you're queer first, foreign second, or have you changed your mind about
1: it? 100% queer first, foreign second, always.
0: What do you want to say to our non-British audience?
1: I want to say that you really, really, really don't need to assimilate to certain things of a country's language in order to succeed. Like people are going to try to tell you like, Oh, do more this, do more that it works better in this place or that. But my advice is just fucking be you. Like, do you know how many, especially if you're like a drag performer, do you know how many British performers are out there doing the same references? Like, do you be creative? You, we don't need more like told in the hole, just be yourself.
0: Drag name though, Todd in the in the hole, yeah.
1: <laughs> Todd T O D D Toddette no, Hall. Oh uh, no, that's a bad point. Whatever. Um, and what
0: would you say to our British audience if we have one, if they survived until now?
1: <laughs> um, just shut up and listen. Sometimes
0: okay. that's
1: it. Just listen. Like when we talk about our experiences, it's not your place to be like, oh, but I. It's not about you. Sometimes, just listen.
0: Wow, the, just the face you made, the amount of like disdain, I think is the word. I don't
1: think it's disdain, I think it's just like a build up of just sometimes not being listened to. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if you ask someone, not if you ask, but if someone tells you about their experiences, be humble enough to listen. That's all people can ask. That's
0: beautiful. Live, love, laugh.
1: Yeah, 100 And be eat, humble. Eat pasta and uh, do it on a microphone so we can listen to it. <laughs>
0: Cool. Where can we find you? Do you want to plug anything? Oh my God, I
1: want to plug everything. So I am at Carmeza Dragon drag on Instagram and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's it, at Karma drag. And then if you want to see my illustrations, it's gone, uh, G-O-N-E, like gone with the wind. Uh, gone, Montero, Monteiro, M-O-N-T-E-I-R-O uh, ocom So you can see my mm. uh, works of art.
0: She has a website. I do have a
1: website. I pay for it every fucking year. Might as well plug it.
0: Hmm. <laughs> Okay, well, thank you, Karma, for all of that. Thank you for um, having me. And just as like a, a goodbye, can you um, sing us the EastEnders theme tune?
1: I don't know it. Okay,
0: I'll help you. The beginning is. How does it go?
1: Doo, 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 oh my doo, God. Do 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 I don't know. Okay. I can I can <laughs> sing you the one for absolutely fabulous. How does it go? I forgot to... With similar. We're on fire. <laughs> <laughs> rolling down the road Best notify my next stop kin This something will explode